Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Times are definitely changing how we get news, how we give news and generally spread information. And in this week where Minister Simon Harris has met with social media companies to talk about dealing with anti-vax misinformation on their platforms, we are asking this morning, because it affects every one of us and our children, how powerful is the wrong information on social media? And Live95's Katie Flannery has been out and about on the streets of Limerick, asking Limerick Today listeners how they consume info. I to bring my experience of life and my balance and read other similar news items from different agencies and come to my own views then. And what platform do you get your news online on? I, I get it from Google, you know, the, from all the newspapers worldwide and in Ireland. I range right across the globe for news. And do you ever get it on any social media? I don't know, are you on Facebook no, or anything? No, 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 no. I never go near Facebook or anything like that. I stay in with the main uh, media outlets with responsible journalists, uh, named journalists. I have great faith in in good journalism. Do you think online has more scope to be false over broadcast and print? Well, absolutely. I mean, look at the fake news organisations, look at China, look at Russia. I mean, we must take cognizance of those and ultimately we need to protect our democracy down the road. When you're on social media and you're getting your information and news, do you notice there's a lot of fake news nowadays? Um, do you notice that sometimes? It's kind of more like, more about celebrities, I notice. Like, they have to kind of speak their truth and, like, we all think it's, like, real until they say something. And then, especially, like, with like there's a lot of fake going around and things like that like some people are giving false information so it's kind of hard to tell which is real or not do you think that's dangerous yeah especially to older people that like live in england or wanting to move there for college and things like it's hard for most of my friends like tell me they're like what's gonna happen like i don't know what's happening it's very hard to tell like what's true and like sometimes like it's misleading to young young people especially in this generation and is there any particular big news story that you can recall that it gained traction and people believed oh yeah i heard one of adam sandler now a couple of years ago that he died and then i saw him on the great Norton show and I was like what and I kind of believed it because I was like I haven't seen him in a movie in a while <laughs> so I didn't know <laughs> I think they just kind of they tried to get information out so they can get more views online and things like that so it is kind of true that the more fake news they put out the more views they'll get probably and yeah. how do you pick the facts from the fiction when it comes to fake news <laughs> I'm very gullible so I kind of believe everything I don't know like if, if I saw a flying pig I'd probably believe it as well so me I'm very gullible so it's kind of hard to tell <laughs> kind of hard to tell nowadays your news or your information online mm-hmm. how do you know when you can trust a source you don't really you have to use your own imagination at times you know, and that's the only way you can work out whether it's in any way real or unreal have you seen many fake news stories do you think there's a lot more fake news well nowadays? everybody everybody has their own twist in it any reporters etc will have their own political views and they'll, they'll balance it that way. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, when I was in school, our school teachers had their own views in history, and that's the way we were thought. Journalists are no different. They'll put their own swing on things. Can you recall any fake news story that you've seen? Oh, look, all the stories about Trump are bound to be fake, aren't they? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't know. I mean, just use your reality out there, and some of the things that are said and done they just don't make sense. And do you trust the media less? Not necessarily. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's just, again, the take on things. I mean, compared to when I was growing up, there's a lot more news available to everybody. You know, at a touch of a button, oh, you can go on to RTE, BBC, Live 95, and you've got it all. <laughs> Very interesting views there from Limerick Today listeners uh, on the streets of Limerick chatting to Katie. So how powerful is information, especially information that mightn't be right on social media. Dr. Mike Quayle is an expert in this area. He's uh, at the University of Limerick. He's with me in the studio. Thanks for coming in, Mike. Good Thanks, to sir. see you. Um, how big an issue is this? 
Well, I think it's a huge issue, Joe, because um, we make decisions about what to do based on the information we've got, right? So do we vaccinate our kids? Which party do we vote for? Uh, do we support uh, whatever? So I think it's a big deal. And a lot of people listening this morning, maybe the vast majority of them, live a fair bit of their lives on social media and they'll see it as overwhelmingly a good thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, look, social media is a good thing. It's changed our lives, right? It's allowed us to connect to family and friends and sort of get a view on the world that we wouldn't have had before. But, you know, have you ever paid Facebook a cent? Uh, Personally, no. I haven't. Not myself. At least, at least to the best yeah. of my knowledge, yeah. I haven't. So we're getting information from Facebook, from Google, from Twitter. We're not paying a cent for it. So did you know that it's, um, it costs about $3 billion to run Twitter annually? Facebook is close to a billion. So where are they getting the money from? Advertising, I presume? Advertising, of course. And so how do they connect our use of the platform with the advertisers? They're selling something, right? So what are they selling? They're actually selling our attention. So imagine that we like cows sort of going up to this shed to be milked. The longer they keep us there, the more of that product they're able to sell to the advertisers. So they've got a major stake in this. And their stake is like keeping us in the milking shed, getting our attention and transferring it to the advertisers, right? Yes. So how, how do they keep us in the shed? They, they filter our feeds to keep us there. So what kinds of information keep people clicking the buttons, right? It's controversial stuff. It's stuff that's unexpected. It's not the everyday ordinary stuff like vaccination is good for your kids and, you know, do the right thing. It's like celebrity stuff. It's like um, things that get people excited, people that get that get us agitated and, uh, you know, get us clicking those buttons, sharing the stuff. We're outraged. We're furious. And Mike, how much of this is about the filter, as you say, the way that Facebook and other social media use algorithms to drive what they know you're interested in because they've built a profile of you. So you only see that narrow view of life. But maybe it's all true, if you see what I mean. It just narrows your perspective. Or is it more that it both narrows your perspective and a lot of it isn't true? Well, Joe, I mean, you talk about algorithms. So they've got a, a massive amount of computing power trying to figure out what it is that'll keep you clicking the buttons. But that computing power doesn't know what any of the information is, right? Computers aren't good at understanding the news, but they are good at seeing whether you're clicking a button or not, right? So it's very difficult for those algorithms to know whether something's true or false. But it's very easy to see whether if they show you this, you'll click the button. If they show you that, you go and make a cup of tea, right? So it's, I think that's where the main issue lies, that uh, their main interest isn't whether the things are true or false. Their interest is keeping you clicking buttons. Returning to Mike Quayle from the University of Limerick about the power of social media, the other um, knock-on, I presume, of that is what you then choose to share with your friends and family. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Joe, that's half of the story, right? What, what people don't realize is that when you share something on Facebook, Facebook doesn't show all your friends and family what you've shared. It shows about 10%. Okay, so they're filtering that information and sort of putting things in your stream and your feed that they think you're going to click on, right? So on, on the one hand, you've got people sharing information. On the other hand, you've got Facebook or Twitter uh, filtering that information and deciding who sees it. What about businesses especially that do pay 
Facebook for boosting our ads. That clearly causes Facebook to take a slightly different approach to them and to their products and to the information they're pushing out. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. And I, I think when you when you read a newspaper article or whatever, you scroll to the bottom. There, there are a whole lot of ads that are kind of related to the to, to the to the article, but they're not directly. And those are always the really controversial things, right? And those are ads placed by companies trying to get you onto their websites, trying to get your attention. So this misinformation issue, it's, a, it's an ecosystem issue. It's, it's, it's quite a complicated thing. Mm. When people are making decisions then, what advice would you have to them about being on social media? Well, I'd, uh, let's go back to that interview with Casey Flannery, right? So the first caller said, uh, I get my information from Google, but I check the source. And I, I think that was the best piece of advice in, in the whole lot, right? That uh, you've got to be aware of where is the information coming from Who's giving it to you and for what reason? And uh, then you've got to put a bit of effort into looking it up from a reputable source yourself. Mm. The other thing that was pointed out there by uh, one of the listeners was, you know, everyone's biased, including journalists in the so-called mainstream media. And any honest person would say that's true, either conscious or unconscious. Of course, we and other um, media are regulated to an extent. But then again, newspapers for generations long before social media, they would have had perspectives, wouldn't they? They'd have had editorials. They'd have had a view of the world or of politics or of life. And you were consuming what they were giving you as well or what you were buying and it maybe fed into your worldview. So is it that different to social media? Well, look, I, I think you're absolutely right. Everyone has a point of view. And I think, you know, as a psychologist, I'm very aware that one of the things that people are very good at is... Uh, making links between one thing and another. One thing we're very bad at is trying to figure out whether those are causal links, right? So did you see that meme uh, about a week ago? There was a a guy sort of pushing a subway train Mm -hmm. um, and it really looked like he was getting it going, right? He was like giving a a big push. It looked like he'd actually pushed the train along the track. Now, any intelligent person would know that train went by itself. So correlation is not causation, right? So we're very bad. Our brains are very bad at identifying a cause of something. Why? Why? Because uh, it's survival, right? We've evolved um, to try and avoid dangers and, like, survive, basically. So if, if, if there's a noise in the forest, we associate that with danger. The cause actually isn't that important, right? So our brains have evolved for a world that we no longer live in, and now we've actually got to use those brains to figure out how do we survive best in this world, the social media world right? And to do that, we've got to use weight of evidence. We can't just sort of follow our instincts. That's like jungle stuff. We don't live in that world anymore. So we've got to think a little bit about what is the evidence, where is it coming from, and why are we getting it? Now, lots of people will have heard the expression clickbait and they might have been victim to it themselves. And there's a controversy involving a a big media brand in Ireland this week around click farms where people are paid to click on content to make people believe that more consumed the content than actually did. Why? Because they're trying to appeal to advertisers. Yeah. So there's a lot going on in that world. Yeah. And exactly that that word clickbait is wonderful because it it just uh, it just captures what it is that's being sold, right? And that what's being sold is our attention. So there's base being put out for us. They want us to click on it because our attention is currency. Mm. That's how they make the money. Mike, 
does it really matter in the end? You know, there is a view, Asher, it's only social media. It's, you know, what you see or what you post or it's it's yesterday's news. It's frankly 10 minutes ago's news. Does yeah. it actually matter? Well, look, uh, okay, Adam Sandler, right? Does it matter if he's alive or dead? It does to him. It certainly right? does to him, yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I wouldn't mind if there were no more Adam Sandler movies ever. Like, I'd like him to be alive, but uh, in, in that sense, it doesn't. But in Samoa, at the moment, there's a measles epidemic. 33 dead. 33 kids dead. Uh, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, 5,000 people dead from a measles epidemic. Uh why is there an epidemic? Because, okay, in, in, in the Congo, it's because vaccines are not readily available. Uh, in Samoa, it's because of vaccine hesitancy. So vaccines are available. People are not using them because of misinformation. 33 kids are dead. And in this country, we've seen it, and we've seen it proven on the levels with the HPV vaccine. Yeah, and you know, Joe, uh, everyone says, wouldn't it be great if there's a cure for cancer, right? Let's cure cancer. And now there's, there's, a, there's a, a medication available that uh, essentially saves you from at least seven types of cancer. And we say, hmm, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Are you actually in my head now, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very so, interesting point. Okay, you said, does it matter? Yeah, it does. Okay. It really does. So nothing wrong with embracing social media, but just keep your eyes and keep your ears open and be aware that some of what you're seeing may uh, have been manipulated and just have a sense of that. Yeah, check your sources, basically. Okay, great advice. Hope you have a very happy Christmas. Hope you enjoy the Late Late Toy Show. I will indeed. Oh, my good man yourself, you have the Christmas jumper on. Uh, thank you to Dr. Mike Quayle from the University of Limerick with great perspective on it this morning. Call Limerick today now on 461995.